The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. From days long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. The dream that came through a million years, that lived on through all the tears. It came here, the Fandom Nexus. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to our host as he plugged in his microphone. I have a podcast! Here he is, your Spider-Pan, Jeremy. Hello! I hope you all had a good holiday, a great Thanksgiving, and we kind of took a little bit of time off. I had meant to actually had something out there last weekend because there's something special that happened last weekend that we're going to talk about today. Uh, but I hope you all had a good holiday and uh, enjoyed the little time off. We, you know, spent some time with your families, eating a little food, and, you know, drinking gobble, a little gobble, eggnog, gobble. you know, gobble, gobble. Gobbling, gobbling down the turkey. Get it? Haha. <laughs> okay. That's it. Yep. Hey, I sent Lost Boy Philip, of course, is here with me. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Yes, I'm sure you had a good Thanksgiving as well. I did, man. I, I had a wonderful time. Boy, I, yeah, I ate more than I should have. Yeah. Well, I didn't <laughs> eat more than I should have. I was being very careful. That's so one of the reasons also we didn't get a show recorded last week, even though I had meant to, is uh, my Ozempic came back into the pharmacy, and I took the full dosage that I was supposed to be at, which I need to make sure I take some more tonight, although I'm afraid to. But... Your, my stomach wasn't used to it anymore, and I took the full dosage they prescribed, and I've been feeling kind of sick uh, to where it's it was restricting my stomach, but I was also felt like I was starving because I wasn't eating enough. Uh, so my body just wasn't adjusted. And finally around Thanksgiving, but I was afraid on Thanksgiving to really eat too much. So I was very measured in what I ate, and I, you know, I, which was probably a good thing health-wise. So, so it yeah. was kind of a rough week. Well, I usually eat one meal a day. That's what I usually do. I did that on Thanksgiving, too. But it was a nice meal. I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I'm moving your position to where I see you on screen. Shoot down there. There we go. There you go. That way I look like I'm <laughs> looking at the camera. Oh, I forgot to hit the record button to record video, so we won't have video for our friends uh, on the Patreon. But that's okay. Patreon still gets to have it early. And if you want to be able to hear the show without the ads, Patreon is the way to go. Plus, you help support the show. Help me keep this thing going. Because you know what? Today is a, a kind of a special episode. Today is the end of season 10. So I've officially been at this for 10 years. Wow. And I, I really thought about it. It's like, do I can I keep this going? Do I want to go into season 11? And I, re I really thought about this because, I mean, with, with the, the changeover to being a different type of show, I've really we've dropped a lot of listeners. I really am not getting the Patreon support that I need, honestly. So if you've ever considered supporting me, this would be a great time uh, to help cover the cost of this. Uh, so I thought, do I really want to dive into season 11? And I think back of all the great things I've gotten to do with all the uh, com uh, the Comic-Con panels and all the fun stuff I've done that this show has allowed me to do. And I thought, well, that's that's the things in the past. But what do we got going forward? And then ideas start falling into my head. And I'm like, yes, I do have a season 11 in me. I got so, because going the direction of the retro, because I started, you know, I, I saw stuff on YouTube like, oh my gosh, Airwolf. Wow, somebody like recreated the, the theme of Airwolf and everything was playing on a keyboard and Wonderful. did this nice mix. And I was like, there's a lot of great TV shows that even Heather and I were, were having some fun on YouTube. We were, we were on YouTube and watching like the opening themes for songs from uh, TV shows from the 70s. We didn't know a lot yeah. of those from the 80s. I'm like, there's a lot I of TV shows, <laughs> lots of movies that we haven't gotten to talk about that would be a lot of fun do with this new style of show. So yeah, we're keeping going. And I'm even so getting ideas. Planet Comic Con is 
coming up this March, and I thought, do I want to do the same old thing with the the, the Disney-style stuff? And I might still, but I've got other ideas that I'm going to try to register, because we are a different show, so I thought, finding God in the Lord of the Rings, because, there you know, you Tolkien's faith came up. It could, right. He couldn't help it. He didn't mean to. He wasn't aiming to, but it still comes out in some of the themes, uh, which, by the way, we've got that as a coming in episode. Uh, we'll have Emma come in to talk about Lord of the Rings. Not this episode, but next one, because uh, I spent about an hour talking to her yesterday. Um, and then, of course, finding God and the themes in the Chronicles of Narnia, which are a lot more obvious, but yes, I, I think right. not everybody get it. And so I thought yeah. it'd be kind of fun to do a couple of panels and we'll record those as well. Uh, so if you can, if you're not in Kansas City area or whatever, if you can't travel, you know, you will be able to hear it. But I've, of course, I got to get the approval. But I, I've got ideas for what to do at Planet Comic Con this year. You're going to have to help me out and we'll get some some verses in there. We'll do something a little different. Oh, I love it. So because the show now is different. And if you're enjoying the show of how we're different now and we're a bit more uh, letting our faith speak into this show, if you're enjoying that share this show with other people and if you want to support to keep this going Patreon's a wonderful way also a great way and I normally save this ad for later but let me go just go ahead because we're talking about supporting the show Dubby uh, and if you go to W.GG and heck if you go to even to the my website NeverlandPodcast.com which is I'm probably going to get another domain that's FandomNexus.com uh, it's coming one of these days I just have to pay for that too but uh, there'll be a link for W.GG and there's a discount code of Neverland and you can get a discount on your order from Dubby what is Dubby? Well, Dubby is energy drinks and they recommend it for gamers because it won't give you the jitters, but it'll give you good, healthy energy. It's vitamins and stuff like that. It's not just loading you up with caffeine, but it comes in a powdered form. So you kind of mix it together with water and you can see you can order drinking bottles and all this kind of fun stuff. Lots of great flavors. Uh, I, I've been getting confused on how I'm supposed to get my sample pack, so I haven't managed to get it. So I haven't gotten to try any of it yet, but uh, you know, give it a shot. So, yeah, uh, supporting our sponsors, buying stuff off of the merch thing, every little bit does help pay for this show. And uh, I could really, really use the help, y'all. So, all right. But I don't want to be like money begging here. So what have I been playing has been, uh, you know, like I said, Deathloop, which is an interesting sci-fi thing. There's a lot of language in it, but it was a lot of fun. I, I kind of I stepped away from it because I got a little frustrated. I got to a point where because you're, you're every time you die you loop back to the first day of it and you lose everything you've collected unless you've managed to like bank it a certain ways, which is kind of a problem I have with uh, the legend of Zelda Majora's mask. And I kind of got tired of doing that. I didn't want to do the same day. And I, so I ended up not finishing that one. So death loop, I do want to still play it, but I got to a point where I was, I was not gaining anything and I kind of got frustrated and I said, okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play something else. And, with Alan Wake 2 having been out, I kind of been wanting to replay Alan Wake and noticing that the trophies I had from the PS4 didn't cross over to the PS5 uh, updates to Alan Wake. Uh, so I was I, I didn't play those extra two bonus episodes, but I'm stuck actually in the middle of those. But they have some of the extra stuff that happens to the character before the sequel game uh, comes out, which I do want to get uh, eventually. I'm going to have to get in there. But also I wanted to play Control again, which I did platinum on PS4. And I thought, you know what? I can platinum them again on the PS5. So uh having some fun with that all right but otherwise what i'm watching this is something i want philip to come back on because he's the one that told me that this was a thing 
But Philip showed me something that's on Disney Plus. It's a, a Christmas with Walt Disney. It's actually a documentary brought to you by the the Walt Disney Family Museum out in San Francisco, uh, and it's even narrated from Diane Disney Miller before she passed away. Although I guess they just recently completed it, but it's got a lot of home movie vid- video footage of uh, Walt and his family, uh, mixed with some footage from some of the holiday specials that was happening uh, throughout the years and different uh, movies and shorts and things like that. I, I enjoyed it. It was, I, uh, there were a few times we were watching it that I was like, man, I would almost rather watch this goofy skiing cartoon or some of the different movies, or even I'd love if Disney plus had the wonderful world of Disney, uh, the, even the old black and whites or the world of color where Walt was just uh, talking about what they're building in Disneyland or even about different shows or having guests like Edgar Bergen or Catherine Beaumont on there. Uh, I would like to just see those full things. And they had clips from those, but I'd actually just like to sit and watch those, the whole show. And I, I don't believe Disney Plus has those unless I'm mistaken. I have not seen it, but that's to me, that's part of the promise of what I thought Disney Plus was going to be versus what I I got from Disney Plus. And so I'm still a little disappointed that it's not everything that I thought it was going to be. But uh, it's a really cool special. I enjoyed it. Uh, also, strangely enough, I did see um, the special episode of Doctor Who where they've brought David Tennant back in for like at least one episode to have another adventure with Donna Noble. Uh, and it's uh, let's just say that it suffers from the same problems that the series uh, was starting to get. Uh, over the last season where I, I wasn't able to watch it because I don't have BBC anymore uh, since I cut cable. But a lot of the complaints I saw was still happening and uh, saw it with one particular character that they seem to be pushing an agenda. And uh, that's not why I got into watching Doctor Who back in the day. So I quit watching that. I didn't I didn't want to support the agenda that they were going there because uh, it is uh, against uh, the Bible uh, and science. But uh, let's just go ahead and move into some of the news that I found. Spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. Uh, so I'm a little behind on uh, some of the news because I meant to do this like last weekend when the we had the 95th anniversary of uh, Mickey and Minnie Mouse and Steamboat Willie. And of course, Philip's on here to talk to us about that if he can manage to come back. But here's something else. An announcement for a game called Planet of Lana for PS5 and PS4. So basically what, this is more of a visual with a lot of sound. This is, uh, it's geared to be like a 2D platformer, but it looks very, I mean, the animation is amazing. The look of this, uh, it's it's a sci-fi game, Planet of Lana. Uh, I don't think the language is necessarily in English. There's subtitles on it. There's weird robots and things. Uh, But it's been getting 9 out of 10 on the reviews. Um, And apparently a lot of puzzles and a bit of a platforming thing. Uh, kind of a brilliant, amazing-looking game. 
Uh, in the description here, it says Planet of Lana is coming to PS4 and PS5 in spring of 2024. A young girl and her loyal friend embark on a rescue mission through a colorful world full of cold machines and unfamiliar creatures and an epic sci-fi saga that stretches across centuries and galaxies. Uh, so definitely, uh, I'm looking forward to checking this out. This, The look of this is very cool. It looks like it might be like an independent game that's... You know, sometimes independent games really do some amazing things, like Stray, if you've ever gotten to play that one. Oh, huh. well, this is interesting. While I'm sitting here on this play, this uh, page, uh, I'm going to jump to something I didn't expect to jump to. We have a Final Fantasy VII Rebirth official story so far trailer here. Let's click it and see what happens. I'm saving my money exactly for this game. When there is so much to tell... Where should I even start? With all that we saw, what we heard, what we felt, this planet of ours, destiny, our part in it. Best to start at the beginning, perhaps. Midgar, the city of Mako, ruled by the Shinra Electric Power Company, who drained the planet of its very essence, the life stream, and processed it for industry as Mako. Our world was dying, and so few could hear her cries for mercy. Those who could rose up in her defense. The anti-Shinra rebels, Avalanche. Among them, Cloud Strife, an ex-soldier hired by the Resistance to destroy Reactor 1. In Sector 8, amidst the aftermath of the attack, Cloud met a flower seller named Aerith. She offered him a yellow blossom. One said to symbolize reunion. And thus was destiny set in motion. With Reactor 1 gone, Avalanche set their sights on Mako Reactor 5. Unfortunately, they were playing right into Shinra's hands. The company was able to draw the wool over the people's eyes. And in the end, destroyed Sector 7, killing thousands and laying the blame at Avalanche's feet. Though dear friends were lost, Avalanche had no time to grieve. Aerith had struck a deal with Shinra, who took her into custody. With her capture, Shinra's obsession was within reach. The fabled Promised Land. For Aerith was the last of the Setra, the ancient stewards of the planet. And only she could guide them to paradise. To save her, the team infiltrated the Shinra building, the company's beating heart. It was here that I, another prisoner, joined their story and assisted them in freeing Aerith. Yet during our flight, we came face to face with a man thought dead. 
the vaunted war hero, Sephiroth. Before he could be stopped, Cloud's foe fled with the corpse of Genova. Cataclysm from the stars and the catalyst of our plight. Eventually, we too made good our escape. Pursuing troopers defeated, we raced toward Midgar's edge. Yet Sephiroth once again intervened. Suddenly, deafening screams rent the air. Whispers, the arbiters of fate, descended upon the city. Before their imposing wall, Aerith warned us. This was Destiny's crossroads. Every moment, every action, every step taken, had all been as the Whispers willed it. To fight them was to break free. On the other side of fate, Sephiroth waited, the Whispers undulating within him. Cloud brought his blade down upon his rival, sundering destiny. Fight one. The shackles of destiny broken. We stood before the unknown, a world of boundless freedom. It was there, beyond where fate could follow, that a new journey began. And that is the story so far, February 29th, 2024, two discs, the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, the next chapter. All right, well, Philip says that he's ready, so I'm going to, oh, he's sharing me some photos here, too. Uh, I'm going to attempt to call him in again, get him back into the show. There's something all else interesting here that I'm going to click called Ultimate Spider-Man, something going on here in Marvel Comics. So this winter, it says, Meet the Parkers. We're seeing Peter with a beard and with a two kids, a boy and a girl with Mary Jane. And meet the Goblin. This is a very high-tech looking Goblin. In a Spider-Man saga, I'm reading the text, there's Jonah Jameson showing up. And there's Philip trying to call me here. Now, I don't know if he can hear this to know that he's... All right, well, hang on. I can't see the one I'm looking at in the video no more. Here we go. So, the, I don't know what this Ultimate Spider-Man is. It's coming January. Uh, it's kind of weird because the original, uh, you know, Ultimate Spider-Man was where, you know, we had like an alternate universe. And I, I, mm. I, I don't know if they're just bringing it back. I'm not sure what's up with this. I have not heard anything. Let's read what it says. It says, well, yeah, <laughs> this winter, meet the Parkers and meet the Goblin in a Spider-Man saga unlike any other. I'm not sure what all is going on with this. I don't know if I'll, I'll jump into it. Is I haven't spent money on that. What? In a series? I heard they're bringing out a third game in the series. I haven't played This the is not a yet. game. This is a comic. Oh. I, oh, I see. I'm yes. sorry. I'm Philip the... can't see the screen, so he doesn't know what's happening. And I got two screens up with him because I was trying to call him. And then, hang on. Sorry. We got to bring Philip back in so he catches what up with the rest happened, of us here. 
apparently my computer on Windows decided to shut down and clean itself and bring it back. So I don't know how that happened. I didn't do it. <laughs> okay. Well, we need to move on to the show and not get sidetracked sure. like that. So sure. we've oh, already we had go. a weird show because we've had do, do, do constantly and all this weird yeah, mess. I so. apologize. I'm so sorry. It's been a weird, weird, messed up show, but we're going to keep too, things but... going. <laughs> sure. So the next thing that I want to dive into... Well, I got to click the right part of it here. Home Improvement spinoff Mold by Tim Allen and really? Joe's cast. Now, Mold means that they're thinking about it. They're talking about it. It doesn't oh, mean see. that it's happening. Okay? okay. I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. So uh, I could hit the button. Let it, you know, let's listen to the article. How about that? <laughs> sure. There we go. And Home it's not playing. There we go. spinoff Mold by Tim Allen and Joe's cast. Every home needs some renovation at some point. And in a recent interview, Tim Allen revealed. All right, this reader is boring me. So uh, this is from Deadline. Uh, so a recent interview Tim Allen gave, actually, uh, he said that uh, they've at least talked about a spinoff. Uh, he's speaking with The Messenger, and he promoted, He was actually talking about the season two of The Santa Clauses, which I plan to watch, but not yet. I'll probably, I might watch it when I have my, my two weeks off of vacation. I, I just uh, started yesterday. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, but I want to wait because it's still November. So um, I, they show the specials like Rudolph apparently was already shown like the day after Thanksgiving from what I was reading. Like we're like CBS had a thing like, Let's, when's a good time for Rudolph the day after Thanksgiving? No, that's too soon. Come on. I want to save it so I can savor it. That's why I like to just watch everything on my own terms and I own copies of this stuff. But anyways, but Tim Allen put his feet up on a cracker barrel and didn't dismiss the question about reviving the series and had eight seasons from 91 to 99. And he says he sees Richard Karn a lot, and I talk to the boys, and I'm there as one of their friends. We keep talking about a spinoff. And if it does return, it will have a Fuller House spin. It's funny, one of the conversations we've had recently is how weird it would be if all the home improvement would be about the kids' kids. Like if all of them had children, and I'm a grandparent, home re-improvement or something like that. It's come up. So, don't get too excited. This isn't like anything saying that something's really happened, but they've talked about it. And they've had conversation. Doesn't mean it's happening. But yeah. I would watch. It's a nice thought, at least. It's a thought. It's something I, I never kid, expected. I enjoyed, I enjoyed when they'd have the... You remember, might remember this, Jeremy. When they'd have reunion movies on like ABC or whatever. Because that was before yeah. they did a lot of the videos. You, you had... And, and any, so one of them ended up becoming a TV show. Yeah. They had uh, uh, Leave it to Beaver on... In fact, it was on Disney Channel. They had the Leave It to yeah. Beaver now or what the new Leave It to Beaver, I think new it was. Leave it to Beaver. Okay, yeah. I can't remember. But I remember originally it was a TV movie. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, you know, of course, Ward wasn't with us anymore. But they talked about it a little bit. And that was a nice thing. And, I, and it was a nice family show. It was no honorness to it, as I call it. It, it was a real nice show. And, and you have some stuff like that. And it was kind of fun, like what's happening now. It was about 10, 15 years after the old show. And you had things like that. It was kind of nice. People like to go back home again and yeah. enjoy the people they grew up loving. Because it's like family. When you are when you grow up watching a show as a young person and you love going to Mayberry, you love watching the Brady Bunch, you love watching Home Improvement, whatever it is, Full House. It's like coming going back home to your childhood for just a little bit. Urkel, Steve Urkel, he's got a cartoon coming out uh, of. Yeah. Uh, don't talk about that yet. Oh, I'm sorry. We are not there yet. We are not there yet. I apologize. Stay with me. Stay I'm with me. Pal. Comment I'm only on what we're pal. talking about. Come on, man. I, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll shut up. <laughs> Dune 2. Dune Part 2 has been hey. moved up. Uh, at one point, it was going to be like a November 3rd thing. They got pushed around. They're now looking to release the Dune 2. 
March 15th, 2024, uh, after, you know, that the SAG after strike is finally ended. Finally, we're, we're getting things back on track uh, for the Dune part two. This is all according once again to deadline. So, yes. But uh, yeah, you mentioned something. I don't I don't I think I've got a trailer for it. So that's yeah, you're jumping to the trailer park before we even get there. I apologize. I have Star but, Wars to now, talk is, about. Is deadline a uh, what is deadline? News source. And I always have to tell where it came from. Variety is another news source. Can you see all this on your screen, by the way? I'm sharing screens with you. So here's a variety. There is a documentary. You might have heard about this about making the Star Wars holiday special. And they've got a release date. December Yay. the fifth, it's coming out digital and December uh, on or Yay. December fifth, digital and Blu-ray. I was getting it all wrong. Uh, now I don't know if this, uh, but it's called a disturbance in the Force, and it chronicles the bizarre <laughs> making of Star Wars Holiday Special that aired oh, forty-five that? years ago and never surfaced wow. again, except for in conventions and mm. people who are gluttons for punishment yep. uh, that yep. watch it. Uh, but I. And there was a trailer here for it. I can't remember if I've already looked at this. Uh, normally, we'd say that for the trailer park. But uh, I'm wondering if, like, it doesn't say, like, where it's streaming, if it's going to be you purchase it for, like, on Vudu, or if I, I can know. watch this on Disney+. Plus. Because I would think Disney... Well, then again, I don't think Disney's the one behind this documentary. I think no, some other people are, but so. it's somewhat connected to the stuff they own. But I think you're yeah. going to have to buy it. But uh, let's go ahead, and I'm going to play this uh, this trailer oh, watch here. Watch on YouTube, it says. Yeah. Well, if I click it right here, we can watch it right here. In 1978, Lucasfilm made a huge mistake they prefer we all forget. The Star Wars Holiday Special. Lucasfilm <laughs> is still saying, Mark, we shouldn't talk about it. Nobody is allowed to mention this. No, you don't remember it? It is so bad, it's not good. You have to see the Star Wars Holiday Special to believe it. The Emperor said we can't show the special in this trailer. But rest assured, you will see all the clips you can handle in the documentary film, A Disturbance in the Force. The Star Wars holiday special is sort of like the holy grail. I wanted to see this more than I wanted to live. We're starving as fans for anything Star Wars. So funny and so stupid at the same time. We have seen something that we weren't <laughs> supposed to see. How did this happen? To find answers, we traveled back and experienced the insanity of 1970s variety television. When yes. 70s TV was bad, <laughs> there was no description for it. How in the world is George Lucas allowing this to happen? You intergalactic fool. Think you know about the Star Wars holiday special? You don't. A disturbance in the force. A story 45 years in the making. I want that on DVD. Or Blu-ray. Or Blu-ray. Or digital. If you, heck, if you get it digitally on Voodoo, then I'll watch it. I kind of want to see this just because the, the sheer terror of... But, but the, the thing that they they say that's the, the, how the world has changed is because, yeah, at the time, people were starving for Star Wars. There was only... You know, at that point, only been one movie, and for a long time we had three movies. And then finally, we got another three uh, to where now we have nine. But now there's so much saturation of Star Wars, nobody's starving for this anymore. But and we would starve for the ridiculousness that was the making of this holiday special. And it, by the way, it was only called Star Wars. There was right, no new hope. Yeah, 
It wasn't called New Hope till a little later. When, well, yeah, once they started getting that second one in there, then they was like, "Hey, now I can actually name the episodes." Yeah, because and when when we were young, when they first brought it all out, it was when you saw Empire Strikes Back. It was called Empire Strikes Back, but around Empire Strikes Back, they would have this box. Yeah, and you'd the have logo. star on the top and like a logo. Yeah, I loved it. Mm-hmm. You'd have star on the top and wars on the bottom, and you would see. The Empire Strikes Back logo. I loved it though. You knew I've seen Empire Strikes Back, and you knew always, you know, part of Star Wars. But I loved that. That was so yeah. much fun. And as of yet, I have not seen where they've changed the logo for Star Wars to make it say A New Hope and put Star Wars in small letters around it. Haven't seen that happen. Hopefully they no, don't. no, I doubt it. But but yeah, they uh, they might have. But I've not seen it. Dude. Yeah, I. But I, they do start referring to it as Episode Four now. But like you know. Yeah. Yeah, Star Wars has lost some of the special when there's just so much of it now with constant series and stuff. It's, you know, I still love it. I still yeah. love it. But yeah, it's uh, we're not starving for new Star Wars all the time. We get so much new Star Wars and more than we can want. And even even when it's not good. But something else that uh, this is kind of a cool thing. I don't usually cover the Disney stuff so much anymore, but when I found out that this was happening, uh, I guess they might have announced this at the um the what is D twenty three like the big convention thing that they do because which I for once I wasn't paying attention which you know I used to pay attention to it every year for years but the um the ride in Walt Disney World the, the dinosaur ride is the exact same track used for Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Forbidden oh, Eye. Is that right? Now, with uh, the current regime that uh, nothing is sacred, I guess at Walt Disney World, where Epcot is no longer what. Anywhere close to what, well, of course, it was intended oh. to be a city, but Epcot yeah. was sort of educational. Now they're, you know, bringing in characters was one thing, but now they've, they're turning rides into a frozen ride. There's a Guardians of the Galaxy ride. It's Epcot is not the Epcot that it once was. Now Animal no. Kingdom is starting to get those changes. And so, you know, whatever your feelings on Dinosaur is about to get an Indiana Jones facelift. To make it into, and I don't know if it's going to be identical to the Temple of Forbidden Eye or if they'll do something a little different. But how that fits in with the Animal Kingdom, I don't know. So Animal Kingdom, I guess, is slowly going to get it's a little bit of, you know, just excuses to put characters in it. Um, granted, it I, I never got to though. ride the ride. I've never been to Disneyland, so. Oh, it's a good ride. I'd want to ride it just because it's Indiana Jones, but I don't think I'll ever be able to afford to go to Disneyland. I would like to go back to Disney, give it a couple years. I was talking to someone about it yesterday. She's never been to any of it. Uh, But I would like to go again, but someday, maybe give it three, four, five years. uh, Because Disney, I believe, just like so many others in Hollywood and in other places, are starting to get their common sense back again. Yeah, I wouldn't because, say so. <laughs> well, what I mean to say is, I don't mean common sense necessarily, but th- where their common sense lies is their wallet. Yeah. And you give it enough time, and here's the problem with being excruciatingly wealthy. Sometimes you, you don't feel it right away. Yeah. But eventually you will. Well, their movies are feeling it. I mean, they they just released yes. an animated movie, and it, 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 it was number three in the box as an office when normally a Disney movie should be number one. Yes. Uh, they Absolutely. got beat out by, and I was just looking at the variety thing, uh, the um, new, the new Hunger Games movie and uh, Napoleon, which I'd like mm, to see I, Napoleon, but I I'm just broke. Napoleon, yeah. uh, I'd like to see that. We won't be able to talk about it on the show because it's an R-rated film, but well, I still want to. But yeah, let's not talk about Napoleon because we can't talk about yeah. it. So not, I'm going to move on. Four hours. Yeah, Yeah, but I, you and I, we're gonna have to go. Especially when I'm on Christmas break, you and I are gonna go see the new Aquaman too. 
Oh, I can't wait to yeah, see that. That's December 22nd, man. I <laughs> saw a preview of it when I was watching football a while ago. Yes. I about lost my mind. Yes, I've been seeing some stuff. I need to watch the first one again before we go in oh, there. Oh, yeah. But yeah, speaking of speaking of seeing little things for upcoming movies, it's time to go to the trailer park. Yes. Mama, now the gator got in the house. Now the gator? Give me that sugar. Come here. Oh. Oh. Get him, Mama. Oh. Get that gator. Oh. The Neverland Trailer Park. Coming to Netflix. Chicken Life run, dog in the nugget. Than this. We've put the past behind us. <gasps> we have Molly to think about now. What a bunny we had. I made her a bicycle. Oh, what a lovely <laughs> thought. She is a lot like you. See you later. Hmm? Mum, can we go over there? You've got everything you want right here. You can't make me stay here. <gasps> She's left the island. What is that? Huh? Molly! The truck's taking chickens to some kind of farm. Well, hey, that doesn't look so bad. Oh, that looks so <gasps> bad. Who knows what horrors Molly is dealing with in there? Huh? Come on, let's play. <laughs> There's something strange about this place. Behold, the dawn of the nugget. <laughs> Last time we broke out of a chicken farm. Well, this time, we're breaking in. You it's an impossible mission. They're going to turn everyone into nuggets. Find those chickens. Hang on, Fowler. Oh, there go the goujons. Are you sure you're ready for this? I was hatched ready, Dad. We can do this. December 15th, coming on to Netflix. Uh, I, that is not Mel Gibson's voice this time. No, it almost sounds like Chris uh, Pratt almost. I'm not saying it is, but it's more than, no, it's definitely not Mel Gibson. I can tell that. Oh, the uh, Netflix YouTube channel doesn't have much to say about it other than it's uh, the sequel to the two, uh, from the year 2000, 23 years yeah, ago. I, I knew My it goodness. I knew it was year 2000, so I, I could tell it's not Mel. Yeah, definitely that, not. I don't think I recognize really anybody's voice other than uh, the, I don't like gravy. That's, she sounds like yeah. the same voice, but most of the other voices sound entirely different. Yeah, but it, it, it does look cute, I'll yeah. say that. And you I do know, love the first one, good, and you know. I know it's 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 kind of a joke on The Great Escape, which I still have not seen The Great yeah. Escape. But Oh, you yeah, I know. I, that, I was trying to watch it one time, and I was busy with something else. Here's but, something oh, else no, coming. No, yeah, Great movie. Disney Plus got uh, a new season of What If coming. Now, why didn't they click? Ooh. Come on, I clicked it. Come on, here we go. This kid puts on quite a show. I have eyes on the target. He does not look all that threatening. Looks can be deceiving, your highness. 
Are you sure you do not want any backup? Nah, I'm great with kids. You thought the story was over. But it was only just beginning. I don't do sequels. Normally. <laughs> Things have gotten a little twisted. In the multiverse. Who is this handsome dog? Oh my god. This trailer needs more dialogue. Yeah. This one's I got. I love that voice. I've been looking for you for a long time. Time, 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 time. Just be careful. I don't think I can bear to narrate what might happen next. December 22nd. We got a code red. The Avengers Tower's been overtaken. On Christmas? What is this, Con Air? No, wait, Under Siege? No, no, no. Oh, that's not it. Hey, John McClane, focus! <laughs> I like it. Although, I don't, I can't stand Darcy. I don't even. Even in but, a multiverse yeah. thing, she's still going to be annoying as heck. Uh, yeah. So un- unwrap one episode every day for nine consecutive days. Now I don't know how many episodes there are. If there's just nine total episodes, or if they're going to be like short Sounded episodes, like and I don't know. Uh, now the, I think the the original what if they did try to get it to where it was all connected together by the end. I think so because you yeah. did get a lot of different worlds and universes, and uh, it looks like we are getting a look at the weird alternate evil Doctor Strange that we got a look at in uh, the uh, in the universe or the multiverse of madness. Uh, it looks like we may have that, but yeah, they're playing with this multiverse thing, and uh, I think this might have, actually have some results in the upcoming uh, stories. Who knows? Speaking of multiverse, I was watching a bit of a movie the other day that I guess I had never, it never occurred to me, but they, so this person was watching, uh, that I watch these people watching stuff sometimes. Anyway, I was watching this man watching um, The Last Action Hero, and they said that, which is the, not a great film, however. It's fun, though. Uh, it is fun, very fun. And he said his, his friends were telling him it was ahead of his time because it was basically the multiverse stuff before there was multiverse. I thought, you know, in a way he's right because that's what the whole movie is about, this villain going from movie to movie, bringing out all the villains into <laughs> the real world. And I was like, I never thought about it like that, but yeah. it was. Kind of in a weird about. way. I guess, yeah. I guess you can look at it that way. Yeah, it was ahead of its time. Yeah, well, speaking of alternate universe, here's something. Uh, this is an alternate universe entirely, and it's weird. Madam Web, not what I expected. Oh, Madam Web. Not the Madam Web we know okay. at all. Oh, Come on. okay, never mind. Get your stuff. Let's go. <gasps> oh. 
try that again. A week ago, I spent my life racing against time. I'm gonna help you out today, okay? Trying to save people who were running out of it. Until one moment changed everything. Welcome back to the land that we're living. I don't understand what's happening. I've been having visions. I knew he was gonna die. I think I'm seeing the future. New York City is a whole new level of crazy these days. What do you want from me? New York City is a whole new level of crazy these days. This is an emergency. Get off the train. That man's trying to kill you. What? Who are you? What is going on? I can see the future. Oh, what the hell? She didn't see that coming? That's <laughs> not how it works. I've seen that man before. So who is he? Ezekiel Sims. He was in the Amazon with my mom when she was researching spiders right before she died. I recognize you. You live in my building. You're the paramedic. Yeah, you almost ran me over. You don't think this is weird, how we're all connected? It's honestly like the least weird thing that's happened all day. What do you want from me? You have no idea what those girls are coming. Why don't you want from me? I think he can see into the future. What are you He's trying to change what happens. Your future was almost so different. If you want to live, you have to trust me. Get ready. Now! You're showing off. Maybe a little. Okay, so Sony has been making their own Spider-Verse, uh, starting, of course, with the Venom films and or Morbius. They're completely reinventing the wheel here with Madam Web because they they kind of they still own some film rights to Spider-Man, but they're they're having more success working directly with Marvel Studios to make the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. But they've managed to get some crossover now with the the No Way Home film. Uh, and so they decided they're going to, I mean, when you, heck, that Craven movie they got coming up that they've kind of disconnected doing their own weird thing with Craven. Now they're doing their own weird thing with Madam Web and even Spider-Woman, because you, you did you did re- probably recognize her and also the name Julia. Yeah. That is Spider-Woman. But also they've taken Ezekiel Sims, who's not really a villainous character. He was part no. of a story arc that J. Michael Straczynski had, and it was very interesting. Uh, he did have some problems, and he was, you know, kind of a villain towards the end, but he was not with villainous intent. They made him into a pure villain, but... What people are kind of getting at this, and right now it's got 58,000 dislikes, uh, because this seems very much just a girl power movie, uh, (laughs) really is what it is, and that because that bad white man, uh, which Ezekiel was not really a villain to the caliber of what they make him to be, and uh, I don't think their interest in this is going to work out uh, for them. Because this, this is kind of like they're inventing their own Spider-Verse and inventing their own version of Madam Web. Uh, and really, nothing they, they had in here really appeals to me as a Spider-Man fan. Uh, even from being familiar with Spider-Man. I mean, a Spider-Woman movie would be kind of cool. 
Uh, yeah, so the Julia Carpenter version mm-hmm. instead of you know I'd like to see the maybe Julia Carpenter is in there, but also you have um, the the original Spider Woman. I can't think There'd of her be name. A lot of great things they could. Do. I thought but, Madame Web was going to be like the villain that we know. Or maybe I'm thinking of someone uh, else. Yeah, you know, Madame Web wasn't a villain. She's more of a. She is supposed to be like a psychic thing, and uh, I think even in the comics they have moved on. I think uh, Julia Carpenter became the new Madame Web because the old one was murdered. Um, Which is the one I'm thinking of? Is the old woman who was uh, there was an old woman who would wear this red dress coming down, and she would. Uh, she be at the top of a web. Maybe it's maybe she, yeah, was she wasn't Madame a villain, Web. but that is Madame Web. But she wasn't a oh, villain. Okay. She was okay. in the animated series is where I first got familiar with her, and yeah. she was trying to guide Peter Parker towards the future. And then the I final see. episode of the animated series, she was going to take him to Mary Jane, and then we never got the real resolution. That was supposed to be our resolution, but I was, I, it, it didn't feel full. We didn't get to see him, but she was like, I know where Mary Jane is and I'm going to take you to him because Mary Jane in the animated series in the 90s was uh, sent through a portal into another, uh, into a, like a limbo dimension. And Madam Web yeah. was going to take Peter to go and get her out of there. But I like the, I, was expecting to be older. <laughs> the, 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 I mean, this was the original spider verse. If you want the old animated series is like, uh, yeah. you've got where, I mean, I think, I don't remember if he meets Miguel O'Hara in that one or not, but I mean, they yes. did a crossover, lots of different Spider-Mans to where one version of Peter Parker without Mary Jane, uh, had, had become a villain. And so they were trying to reach him and, uh, uh, you know, it, it was a, it was a cool episode, but that was like the final challenge that Madame Web had been training him up for the entire series. Other than like the their version of the Secret Wars and all this other stuff. Yes. Um, so yeah, but she's not a villainous character. But yeah, this, good. when I heard they were doing a Madame Web, I was like, well, okay, well, let's see what they do. But now that I've gotten a look at it, I'm like, I don't know that I like what they're doing. They're kind of just reinventing the whole thing. It's like you know, you got to have a little faithfulness of the source material. Uh, if you want yeah, to get us old that. comic fans in there. But here's something that I don't know if I'm excited about or not. Uh, it might be cute. There was a lot of talk about it during the Thanksgiving Day Macy's Parade. <laughs> it's migration, but I'm not a big fan of Illuminations films necessarily. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm really kind of tired of Minions. But here we go. Migration. Here we are together. We're on an adventure. Seeing what else life has to offer. Is that a little scary? Sure. But isn't it worth it? We're not going to make it, are we? Uncle Dan! What is this place? We are completely lost. Was your mother? That is not your mother. We're trying to get to Jamaica. Chump's gotcha. So listen, Chump. What? Did you just call me? Sorry. I thought your name was Chump. Yeah, Chump. Yeah, that's my name. What? Right. So listen, Chump. What? Did you just call me? I'm sorry. Is everyone else hearing Chump? What? This isn't about migration. It's about adventure. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey. What just happened? I don't know, but you're in trouble. What is that? Dougala Ronge. What's Dougala Ronge? It's you with LaRange on top. There's a whole world we've been missing out on. And we... When danger strikes... You do not run from it. Reload. 
we're going to finish this crazy, wonderful adventure. So let's see what it says here in the description on this. Uh, this holiday, embark on the family adventure of a lifetime. Uh, watch the new trailer for the Migration movie, only in theaters this Christmas. Now, I don't know. Oh, oh, here we go. There's a little bit more. Uh, this is, and it's, uh, there's a long list of stuff that I've not really been a fan of most of these from Illumination, but it says creators of the blockbusters, Minions, didn't like it. Despicable Me, the first one, I was the only one I've seen. I, that was pretty good. Seeing Secret Life of Pets was a disappointment. And invite you to take flight in the thrill of the unknown with a funny feathered family vacation like no other in the action-packed new original comedy, Migration. The Mallard family is in a bit of a rut. While Dad Mac is content to keep his family safe paddling around their New England pot forever, pardon me, I got hiccups, Mom Pam is eager to shake things up and show their kids, teen son Dax and duckling daughter Gwen, the whole wide world. After a migrating duck family alights on their pond with thrilling tales of far-flung places, Pam persuades Mac to embark on a family trip via New York City to tropical Jamaica. And I haven't seen anything in this um, that really gets my attention. Uh, the big thing that they were talking about during the parade was that uh, the Uncle Dan is um, Danny DeVito, which might be fun. Oh, really? Yeah, that yeah, might I make like it fun, Vito. but uh, like the the chump joke is stupid. Yeah, uh, the slow motion slicing of an orange that happens on a uh, the fear of orange was stupid. Um, yeah. The I, only thing I enjoyed was the all orange the the original joke of it was funny only because I actually like that dish. But that's about the only thing. I've uh, never eaten duck. Found, yeah, <laughs> duck and orange is actually very good. What what it is just is duck with looks like kind of like orange with sauce, but orange on top. <laughs> yeah, with orange on top. But it's actually good. Uh, no, we had duck, Jeremy. Remember when you came over that time and we we ate duck at the house? I had uh, back when I was married, and we had a. Uh, uh, I, to my knowledge, I've never knowingly eaten duck. I had uh, duck as a pet. To me, there are pets, not food. We had ducks as pets too, but they're also very mess, messy, disgusting. However. Um, what I did, and this is very ornery, I had th- th- that picture uh, had Mickey, Don, Mickey, Goofy, Minnie, Pluto, and all of them sitting around the table, and I had the duck in a dish because the duck just happened to be wrapped with white and blue. So I had a little tie of uh, Donald Duck sitting around. They all looked sad, put their heads down. Oh. Sophia killed and was cooking Donald. <laughs> oh my goodness! I don't, I don't so recall mean. coming over for dinner and seeing that. Maybe that was Seth who came over. Yeah, well, it wasn't me because I would have been like, "No, I'm sorry, I don't want to eat a duck." Because that was, you I'm know, so cruel. I'm so uh, cruel. It, it probably wouldn't be so much of a big thing for me, except for like, because I had a duck and two geese. I was the only one in the family that they would actually come to, and I could pet them oh, really? and whatever and interact with them. And then we, uh, when when Dad was supposed to have quit smoking. Uh, it didn't last. Uh, we got him a new husky, which oh, really? I got the stupid idea to put that in the backyard where I kept my duck and oh, my, my geese. Goodness. And the dog killed and ate my duck and my geese. Well, duck is a kind of a uh, interesting meat. Let me just say it's that's a, not I, helping. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that <laughs> the, but whenever you bite into it, you hear quack every time. I'm talking no, about I'm my trauma, and you're talking about the delights <laughs> of eating duck. Well, just what everybody, the crap, you- dude. <laughs> My gosh. No, but yeah, seen. so I've got this this I've got issues because of that, okay? 
I was I'm literally sorry. going to murder a dog when I came home. When this all had happened, I told my mother, if that dog's still here when I get home from school, I will go back in the backyard and kill it. <laughs> You're going quack. I was oh, going to do it. It had killed my babies. You? How old were you? I was in high school. Oh, I'm sorry. I was a freshman uh, in high school during this. I don't but, remember uh, the geese and the duck. Uh, at that time, I yeah, I'd gotten them that April, and I'd had them up through the summer. I kept them in the backyard. I had a little waiting pool and a little ramp for them to go up, and they would slide down, and it was fun. And uh, you know, my, oh, I'd come on. I'd I could sit there on the back porch, and they'd just come over and just kind of hang out, Actually, and I could pet them. That's and, what happened to our ducks too. Is a, a neighbor dog came over and killed our ducks as well, unfortunately, yeah. and that's that's the shame of it. It really is. Anyway, but I, I have issues when I have a pet that I love, and then something bad happens to it. Yeah. I, it it, it yeah. messes with me. I we, love my pets. The same thing happened to some of our rabbits, and it's such a shame because, you know, you love your pet. Yeah. What I was going to say about this movie is it's, I know that the target audience is for the children. Yeah, the same I'm ones sure that probably watched those Sing movies that, and those yes. troll movies that have, have no appeal yeah. to me whatsoever. Me either because they're not for me. But mm-hmm. I hope the kids like it. I really do. I hope they enjoy it a yep. lot. Here's something that uh, I don't think I've watched this trailer, but I saw it and I said, well, this looks cute. looks like it's about otters. It's called Deep Sea, another animated movie. Hmm. Not sure who hmm. made this. Okay, well, this is actually already is supposed to be in theaters from Viva Pictures November 24th. There was not a bit of dialogue. Uh, a lot of nice review stuff in there, even bounding into comics said it was amazing. And yeah, uh, we'll have to read up on that because, yeah, that was almost pointless in this yeah, audio podcast. Was... It didn't tell us anything. So let me uh, let me read this here. It says, dive into yeah. the world of wonder with Deep Sea. Join Shen Zhu on her magical underwater journey to find her mother and save a whimsical restaurant. Experience a kaleidoscope of emotions in this visually stunning adventure in theaters this November. November, which it says uh, November 24th. Now, I don't know if that released into American theaters so much because uh, it looks like a foreign made because even the uh, the title uh, had like, a, I think, Japanese lettering. So this might have been a Japanese animated um, thing. Well, here's an official trailer up here because that was only a 30 second thing. Let's take a look at We'll yeah. see what this one has. Hopefully it's in English. V- Viva pictures. Yeah. Nope, it's in foreign language. Okay, so, but yeah, it looks like it's, it's it looks like an anime done in, in computers. Uh, but I yeah, <laughs> don't know much about the story, so it I, does I can't. Look really nice. Yeah, <laughs> might be worth checking out, but I can't tell you anything about the story. If they were put it in English, if they were put it in English, it might, I'm not, it I'm might not, be all subtitled. But you know, sometimes that's worth it. I'm, I'm unfortunately I'm know? not a fast enough reader. Yeah, I'm just not. Because I mean, it's one of the best subtitle movies. The Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon was a fantastic movie. Yeah, and I went with that well, with the subtitles. Some movies I can watch the subtitles, yeah. but, but I'm just not fast enough. Yeah. Movie, unfortunately, if it's too fast. Yeah, Heather might like that because she loves to watch anime. Oh yeah, but, it looks, looks beautiful. Oh, by the way, you know that Urkel thing you were talking about? <laughs> yeah. Oh, did I miss? Here it did is. Did I do that? Did I say that? <laughs> There he is. Oh, look! Oops. I want everything to be perfect for the big guy when he arrives. 
Now, who wants to head to the mall if they're lighting up the giant Christmas tree? Ow! What he said. Maybe there's a way to spread even more holiday cheer. Ah, I think I've got it. You make a good point. point. I built something to help spread a little of that holiday cheer. Woo-woo! Yes. I'm showing everybody that I got what it takes. It's like the holiday spirit without making mistakes. You've gamified being in the holiday spirit? Yes! 70 points! Oh, no, no, I do not like this idea. Points. Engine-powered reindeer. Stop this thing! Take us back to the mall! Right now! Did I do that? Hold on, I can fix this. No! Don't fix anything! Wanna go fix the holidays? Yes! You might be a little awkward. A bumbling butterfingered clutch? I was gonna say eager. But we all know your heart is in the right place. As long as you care about the people around you, then you're officially helping me spread holiday cheer. Dashing through the snow on a city bus. Nope! So this is coming out digitally. I don't think it's going to be in theaters. Uh, but uh, being that it's Warner Brothers, I'm thinking it's going to be on the Max thing. Let It'll me see what it says here. Uh, well, it is, as a Warner Brothers Entertainment, we believe the power of story from classic contemporary Well, yeah. Uh, looks well, to me, uh, I'm hoping it's going to be on Max, or that or at least well, it'll probably it, be for purchase. Will, that's where you get yeah. the show. You can yeah. get every episode of the show. The old, Family uh, Matters? Family Matters is on there. Yeah. And so that's what I'm assuming that's where you can get yeah. it. Yeah. I knew that that's that wasn't all that long ago. They were talking about the the show, the the original show, and they're saying, um, "I miss Urkel so much." And they're kind of in a hint that you may see Urkel again. And I didn't know what they meant because it's all what said is like a little thing, a picture, and it's like I wonder what they're talking about. And I said, "I wonder." If they, I was hoping they meant there was going to be a reunion, like of the well, crew in a way, the you, you, some of those characters might pop up in this animation. And this, you never know. I'm wondering if this be. wouldn't be the beginning of an animated Urkel show. That would be fun. Yeah, that could be fun. I mean, because Julia White age in the voice, but you know, I mean, yeah. what can you say? Well, Julia White has become a pretty prolific voice actor and uh, best known yes. for being Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. Plus, he was on um, that uh, Camelot uh, cartoon. Remember, Quest for Camelot. Quest for Camelot. He, yeah, he played the rooster who ended up becoming an axe. He was like a talking. Oh axe yeah, thing. yeah. I yeah. haven't seen that in a long time. Oh, that's a good movie. I just saw the other day parts of that. Was a, and to this day, some of the, that song is sung from that movie. No, you know, I can't think of what song it is, but yeah. yeah um, it was such a pretty song, too. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of it. Oh, it was so pretty, though. But anyway, it was that's a it, great animation from I remember parts. we went to the theater to see that one, yeah, you and I. A couple times. That yep, sounded yep, great. Yep. Well, really heck, anyway. even uh, if you were watching the Plaza Lighting here in Kansas City, they actually sung mm-hmm. the song from uh, from Anastasia. Which, yeah. Oh, did, did you and I go? Because or did I go? No, I, I saw else? Anastasia. I know you saw, but I don't know if we went together. Because I think I saw it in the theater at least twice. I might have went with you at least once. Yeah, I think so. Because that was where, where like DreamWorks Animation finally put Disney on notice. It was neat to see the Anastasia on Disney Channel now. Yeah, now because it was released through Fox, so now they Fox, own it. Yeah. So now Anastasia is a real Disney princess. So. It's a beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful, uh, really animation. great animation too. I mean, Christopher I Lloyd, this. John Cusack. Uh, when I was a kid, Meg, and Meg I, Ryan, yeah. Kelsey Grammer. Meg yeah, Ryan, Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer was great in that. In that movie, though, when it come, when there's a part where she's looking up 
at these paintings of her family, but she, yeah. did, she couldn't quite tell, remember if it was her family or not. They come bouncing out of those paintings, dancing and all. Yeah. And it reminded me of the Haunted Mansion. So <laughs> yeah. now, now that there's a connection there, it's kind of interesting. But yeah, anyway, Sparkle. Also had, uh, <laughs> oh, uh, what's her name? Um, Oh, I can't think of the actress's name. Well, it doesn't matter. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yes, but Urkel. Uh, so this, uh, I believe, will be on Max and possibly for purchase digitally uh, here. Probably. I don't think we did. We get a date on this thing. Uh, but this looks like it looks slightly predictable as far as the story. Sure. It seems like Urkel is trying to make holiday cheer into a game, but then it becomes more about the points and not the cheer. So he he wrecks things. But then it looks like Santa is going to show up and help Urkel really get people into the real reason for the season. Now, sure. I would love for it to be about Jesus because that is the reason for the season. But I will say that I'm sure it won't be. <laughs> I will say this. I was very thrilled while I was watching the Santa Clauses you know, uh, show that, that last year and this year they got new episodes of it. Not great, but okay. And, uh, I will say that I like that they constantly remind you cause they did this last season, not constantly. I should say it like that, but they, the whole reason last year showed you that Santa Claus are all the Santa Claus is through the season is to remind us that the real reason is through Jesus, yeah. which I think is amazing. That's because of Tim Allen, by the way. Yeah. I think that's amazing. Yeah, that's what makes things worth past, watching. And if you may, if you knew Tim Allen's past, the alcohol you, and all kinds of stuff, it, yeah. he went through prison and yeah. all stuff. Yeah, God can change cocaine. Him. I think even didn't he? Yeah, oh, have yeah. some cocaine, cocaine oh, problems. Yeah. yeah, he can change anybody. It's yep. amazing. Yep. There's some other stuff that I'm looking at. I want to kind of uh, watch before I, I make a part of the show because uh, some of the high quality Warner Brothers animation is end up getting R ratings on it. And so, but there's something about yeah. a Justice League Crisis official trilogy trailer, and I'm wondering if like their Crisis on Infinite Earths or something. I'd be interested to maybe watch that, but I don't know if I can play the trailer here. So, I, I will I save that you. for maybe next episode. Uh, I was curious I'll, why there was a Doctor Who thing on Disney. I was like, what is on that? Dis yeah, I don't know why. Well, uh, I know at one point Disney had worked with some stuff on Doctor Who. Uh, we did mention before we got you back on the show that I do not recommend that uh, special that's on Disney what Plus the, right now. What, what is it? Uh, I'll talk to you about it later. Okay. But uh, there is one thing that was on that screen that uh, you'll see this next. There's something called Merry Little Batman. It's going to be on, of all things, Amazon Prime. Huh. Merry Christmas, Gotham City. In breaking news, Gotham is officially crime-free as Batman continues to clean it up. Dad, I'm ready to be a superhero like you. Merry Christmas, kiddo. <gasps> My own utility belt! Which should only be used in case of a bat emergency. Oh, come on, Dad. I'm not a baby. Hey, I never said you were a baby. <laughs> it's the Justice League. Sorry, Damien. I gotta go. Shall I assume we did not see the Bat Razor? I like it. Totally ups my intimidation game. You have donut crumbs in your intimidation game, sir. <laughs> Batman with a beard, folks. I promise I'll be back before Christmas. Oh, man. I'm the worst dad ever. <laughs> Jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin laid an egg. Joker! Oh, how I want 
to make this a very special Christmas Eve. And what better way to do it than by stealing Christmas! I have to show Dad I can handle myself. Whoa! It's a bit saggy. Well, that one just leaves nothing to the imagination. <gasps> Dad made me a bat suit? Awesome. <laughs> Wait until they get a load of me. You don't have what it takes to be a superhero. I can do this! I'm saving Christmas! All right, which one of you gave a little kid explosives? Allow me to break the ice, little Batman. What do you say? Need a wingman? Like a sidekick. December 8th. We got to teach Philip not to talk during the trailers. I'm sorry. <laughs> but that, it's, I uh, clearly it. don't take it seriously at all. They're just doing inventively no. fun, silly, and even the animation style is ridiculous. That's great. Uh, yeah, I love so, it. It's great. I, yeah, I think I want to check it out. It's going to be on Amazon Prime, so I, I don't know if you have to have a full membership to be able to watch it, and I don't think I have one. I don't know. Uh, my my oh, yeah, I have one. I'll have to come over to your house. We'll watch that, because it looks just yeah. silly. Just silly. <laughs> and I, I think it's great, you know. Um, I, I, I love how they're, they're mocking themselves. I mean, it, they're obviously yes. making fun of the movie stuff. All the Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. Over. Freeze. <laughs> Yeah, when the kid turns around and shows his rear end, he's put yes. on the suit. That's definitely making fun of. And nipples Schumacher. on one of the bat foods. That leaves nothing to imagination. Yeah. <laughs> I love how they make poor Schumacher. He, he's made some great movies, and yet what he gets made fun of all the time is the Batman movies. But you know, at least they. And he's no longer with us. Yeah, uh, he, he, he wrecked the Batman franchise at the time, so <laughs> and, and he earned and it. To his to his defense, that wasn't really his fault. They wanted him to make stupid movies in the long in the long run. They asked him to make it kiddish and weird. So in some ways, it's not his fault. In some ways, it is. Anyway, yeah. but yeah, that looks like a lot of fun. It's called Merry Little Batman, uh, and it's Damian Wayne, and it's just funny with Batman and a beard and everything. It adds to his intimidation yes, like game. There's donut mm -hmm. crumbs in your intimidation game, sir. <laughs> but the 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 character <laughs> designs are very off the wall. But you know, it it seems to fit like with it. what they're doing. So, yep, I would think that's definitely going to be worth some checking out for a new holiday special, a Batman one. <laughs> that's just for years laughs. Ago, Jeremy, you'll remember this. Years ago, I used to draw tons of notebooks of Batman. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah, and I had. Just about every style you could think of. There's some that I would draw a Hanna Barbera style, several different Hanna Barbera styles, because Hanna Barbera has several styles they would do, you know. Yeah. And and then I would do different Disney styles, and I even did Dr. Seuss styles of Batman and and things like that, because it was just fun to see how you could draw the same characters over and over and over and over again in different ways, different styles, and I love doing that. It's just fun to see. How would it look if they almost had a Grinchy, Grinch-like look about them, a Grinchy look? You know, yeah. if you had a Chuck Jones look this way and a Chuck Jones look that way. And, you know, so it's kind of fun, you know. It's enjoyable. <laughs> well, to turn a corner into our main content. <laughs> yes. By the way, I'm going to pause right here for a commercial break. Now that I have a gap that I can actually visually see to make sure I put the ads in, if you didn't like hearing those ads, become a subscriber on Patreon. You'll get your own RSS feed, which will not have those ads in it. Not to mention I won't have the, the ads at the beginning and all this stuff. But, hey, those ads help pay for the show. So, uh, 
And it's funny enough that we're about to talk about this because actually your sermon today <laughs> brought yeah. this up with Mickey Mouse being the most popular character in all the world. And, and he made his grand debut November 18th, 1928. So I'm, a, I'm about, you know, eight days off uh, with the animated short film Steamboat Willie created by Walt mm-hmm. Disney and Ub Iwerks. Mickey was, and this is also the beginning of Minnie Mouse, but Mickey That's was right. an instant hit, capturing the hearts of his audience around the world with charming personality and mischievous antics. Now, the fun part about this, though, that they, they don't, I, of course, I went into chat GPT to get, have it put together my, my facts. You know, it saves some time on research, but a lot of this stuff is already new is, Steamboat Willie was not actually the first Mickey Mouse cartoon that they That's made. Right. There was actually Plain Crazy, and I think mm-hmm. another one, but they hadn't yeah, released those. Those were both silent at the time. But uh, Walt said, no, I want to do one with sound, and he wanted to put that out first, and that was, was Steamboat he Willie. Was, he was very brilliant. Yeah. He knew. And it took a lot of work. Have you gotten to see? Uh, there's behind-the-scenes footage on that documentary that Dick Van Dyke is yes. narrating where they had to get it all in one take, all the sounds. They couldn't overdub because mm-hmm. recording sound was a very new thing. Uh, especially, you know, lining it up with film. So it was a very painstaking process, but to have sound on animation was very new. I mean, they had to drop all the stuff. Like oh. if you had, I'm just throwing this out there. If you had to drop like uh, nails on top of a tin or mm. whatever, it had to be ting, 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 right in a row. And it, it had to be in. rhythm. Yeah, in rhythm. Which is why the whole the thing character. is like a big musical thing because they, they kept yeah. everything to metronome and everything was timed to music. So, That's right. which is also why one of the things I love about the old Disney shorts is that the sound effects are mostly made by musical instruments. Yeah, you could have they're unique, they're special. Quack, and so you can have that little quack with the character, whatever. So much easier. Goofy would fall down and be a drum roll. You know, so they used musical instruments for the sounds, and that really set the Disney shorts apart from all the stuff we saw in Looney Tunes. And Mickey, of course, being the launch, and even being voiced by. Walt himself. Walt himself, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Elias. there's a lot of different stuff that happened. I mean, uh, you and I, of course, one of our favorites when Mickey went and got his first changes in appearance, uh, he got a slight change in his uh, design, a little mm-hmm. bit of change in personality when he got in color yeah. in 1935, the band concert, mm-hmm. which yeah, was also significant animation. It wasn't the first color when they did that. The first no. one was Flowers and Trees, a Silly that's Symphony. Right. But and, you know, and of course, that's why if, if you've seen the 100 year salute yeah that one thing they did yeah in in the background you'll see the trees back Mm -hmm. there they make sure and my mom was was and when i was watching that a couple days ago she goes i wonder why they had the trees because that that was the first color cartoon they did she goes oh she goes you know all these i said i'm a nerd yeah but that's the truth is i knew that's why those trees are definitely in the back because they had their little salute to every little thing in there you can see it they really did that's pretty much what made that worth watching is all the little nods to everything because it's not really that there's much for story on this little short thing it's just it's just fun to kind of see all these and well, they lifted some of the original voice from their features, so you everybody did, sounded right. And yeah, I so will say this: I, I enjoyed okay. it just for the nostalgia. There was a moment that my mom and I both teared up whenever he looks at that picture. Walt, did you hear the music oh. they're playing? Uh, it, it's been looks, a while. When he looks at Walt, this is that one they brought out for the hundred an- right. year anniversary. Currently when on Disney Plus. Walt, yeah, when he looks when he looks at the at the picture, of Walt. They're playing um, "Feed the Birds." Oh yeah, back. yeah. And if you know the story of Walt, he, that was his favorite song. He'd have his boys. He'd call them his boys, yep. the Sherman Brothers. 
He'd say, play my song, boys, yeah, play my play song. It. And they play, play that for him. Yeah, yeah play, play. They, and that's they what play it's that all song about. Every single, yeah, yeah, that's right. He loved, that, that was the song that to him made the movie. And yeah. it was. I love that song. I used yeah. to sing it every single night. It is he the played. heart of that film, totally. It's a great, great. Anyway, I thought that was interesting, but they played that in that, that cartoon. But uh, they, they got some nice things they wrote up with the chat GPT here. I love it when they write for me, whatever computer it is. It says, oh, Mickey's cool. popularity soared. He became more than just a character in cartoons. He became a symbol of hope and joy during challenging times, including mm-hmm. the Great Depression. His optimistic and adventurous spirit resonated with audiences, providing a much-needed escape from the hardships of the era. That's right. Uh, oh, I, and you kind of got into that sort of a little bit because yeah, you, you, you he brought out a, folks on the, the as he's doing the sermon and if you go to Moment of Truth uh, Bible Baptist Church uh, on YouTube uh, you you hopefully be able to find this today he pulled of course it's you know the camera's kind of distant so you don't see it so good but he has this little Mickey Mouse that he put up on the pulpit and he's wearing a the, he's dressed as Uncle Sam uh, and but each one of them was symbolically kind of meant something. You know, for all these different mics. But yeah, he put a Mickey Mouse figure out of on, on the pulpit and used it to preach a sermon. <laughs> yeah. And I had a, 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 there's three mice I liked. And, yeah. and, and it's true. I have Mickey Mouse, Jerry Mouse, and Mighty Mouse. Yep. And and each one represented something. I felt kind of bad that Jerry had to be kind of the, not, we won't say bad mouse, but he was the one who was unstable in his yeah. actions. One minute he was a good guy. Next minute he was starting to fight and kind of a jerk. You know, that's yeah. just how Jerry was. But I love Jerry. Yeah. It's just the way it was in the car. I was always more of a supporter of Cat, uh, Tom yeah. Cat. You know, I'm, well, I'm a cat guy. I've had a pet mouse before, but. Yeah. Tom was a jerk. Sometimes a yeah. real jerk. And other times he was just. He was just doing business, what he's so supposed he to do as a cat. You know, you know, keep the pets yeah. out. So hey, you never knew. Yeah, but we're talking about Mickey Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and he's got oh he's got a little figure of Tom over here. It probably goes with your Jerry Mouse figure, I guess too. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. So yeah, it has a fast forward to 1978 when Mickey Mouse received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, becoming the first cartoon character to receive this prestigious honor. Awesome. It was a testament to Mickey's enduring impact on the world of entertainment. And Mickey's gone on undergone a lot of changes. I mean, when you yes, go into Fantasia, yes. where they gave him the more full the eyes, wife. to the 1950s, he had like a completely different style and look, and uh, and, mm-hmm. and a different voice. I'm not I'm I'm not especially keen to the voice from the 1950s. It never nope. quite sounded the same to me. It kind of was a little more like yeah. this. It was kind of a. I love I love Walt's voice and I love Wayne Allwine's voice for me it. too. And you know what? I, I kind of like Brett Iowan's voice for it too. I've gotten used to him. He sounds yeah. a little different as Mickey, but he's a he's a good Mickey. I, I'll grant him I, that. I like him. I, yeah. He's not my favorite. In fact, I say he's my and that this is a, I don't mean this is an insult. We've seen how there's only been four basic voices. I'm not saying that that's all there's been, but there's yeah. four there's, basic yeah. voices. There's been other ones on records that are worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so, but he's probably my next to last favorite is the four main voices, but not because I don't like him. I like him yeah. a lot. It's just that uh, it's usually I think of him when I think of the kitty, you know, hot dog. Hot dog. So that's, I, I'm not dog. big at that. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I will say my favorite one is the one I grew up with. What's his name again? Wayne Alwine the is one, the one that uh, really. Because he was he doing was the parts, he was Mickey, Mickey's Christmas Carol. That's that was Wayne Elwine mm-hmm. there, and of course he Wayne was actually Elwine. married to the voice of Minnie at the time too. That That's was his real Minnie. wife, See, and, and they were cute together. And apparently, I, I I could be wrong on this. I don't think so, but it seems to me like he was Mickey longer than anybody. 
Uh, well, it seemed like he, yeah, because he was on it, doing it a long time because Brad Iwin took yeah. over after Wayne Elwine had passed away. But yeah, yeah. Wayne didn't got to do a lot of different stuff. I think even like House of Mouse, uh, yeah. and of course in the parks. But his oh, his, yeah. his his version of Mickey is what really kind of settled in my brain for most stuff. But I feel yeah. like he really embodied what Walt had done. Uh, yeah, that's a lot like more. Yeah, I mean, he did a little bit of the guy in between. Yeah, the, the guy from the fifties and the forties, mostly fifties. Yeah, he did a little bit of that that guy there. So he kind of combined the two of them. Yeah, and and put it together. A fun little extra fact, if I'm, I'm I, if I remember correctly, I think Hal Smith, that you of course you know as Otis the Drunk, uh, oh, from it. Andy Griffith, and of course mm-hmm. John Avery Whitaker, an owl. He at one point got to voice Mickey Mouse. If I'm remembering correctly, he's talked yeah, about he did. was he did to do, do Mickey. What she does is Mickey, and it doesn't quite sound quite right because he doesn't have the you have to have just the right voice to hit that level to make that it high. sound right because you know and all of us can kind of go halfway to falsetto but there's yeah. just a certain tone of mickey that just your natural voice you has to have, have i think little, to get it right and you have to have a little bit of happiness like for me you know i can do a little bit of mickey and i always could but the thing you have to have is cheer and yeah. happiness and a, ha, 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 a little bit of that in there, kind of that eternal optimism. Yeah, it, that's it. There's a little bit of song when you talk. Ha, come on, ha. You know, you got a little bit of that in there, you know, and go yeah. a, little, a little bit of song with it, you know. That's because that's Mickey. Mickey's always ha- my dad, personality wise, my dad was Mickey all over the place. <laughs> always kind of cheerful and, hey, guys. <laughs> I mean, he was pretty much Mickey. Every time he walked, he didn't yeah. look like him. Think, the only time he should have almost gotten in trouble is if you watch Pluto's Christmas tree. He strangles Pluto oh, at one point. That's my that's my dad yeah. there. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm surprised no one's really I bet there's people have been up in arms about that, like dog abuse. No, you know. I love it. I yeah. love that one. He goes I, I love what he says. You dumb mutt. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Because <laughs> it's not often you'd see that. Mickey get mad or upset. Well, except for when it was funny. He yeah. keeps getting on to him. He keeps getting, I love that one. Yeah. He does get a little, little mad. You see a little bit in the band concert when he's trying to keep control over things. I love that. Especially man. with Donald Duck yeah, doing see, his thing. Mickey is great because he is like all of us in yes. a lot of ways. He's, he is. He's, he's happy-go-lucky. Bit see, mischievous. That's the only thing I'll say is through the years, uh, they did sometimes wimpify him at times where they didn't focus at all on the fact of his mischief. Uh, he was a regular guy. He wasn't all happy all the time. He yeah. did have some times where he'd get frustrated or, or ornery. <laughs> you know, I mean, they mm-hmm. had that. It's just well, like if you see that their their spoof on Gulliver's Travels, you get to see he gets a little ornery it. with the small the smaller people. I love it. He has yeah. some fun being a giant. Yeah, it's so you cute. Know. There's, there's, uh, he, they did kind of. I've heard it said many times when they went to color, they mellowed him a little bit because they wanted to show some of the other ones and they wanted him to be more of just the optimistic one. So yes. the old, I want to see more of the old black and whites where he was allowed to be more ornery. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess some of the stuff that they, they thought, well, we, we parents, some parents were a little upset with stuff because kids were getting into Mickey Mouse. But like he wasn't exhibiting behaviors that they wanted their kids to emulate all the time. So they wanted to make sure that Mickey was more something the kids could look up to. So uh, I, I think they talk it. about that in uh they had a great special at Disney plus about Mickey's impact. Uh, I think a couple of years ago, I guess they made that one. Uh, but that's something I definitely recommend for the 95th anniversary. You can go ahead and watch that. It's, yeah, it's but it's got great. a lot of great history on him because and how some of the some of the reasons behind Mickey's changes. The only version of Mickey that I really just can't get behind is the theme park is so sanitized. I understand yeah. why they do it, but it's he's he's so so sanitized when you see the theme park version that he's not funny anymore. You know, 
He's, yeah, they go overboard. Yeah, it's a little overboard. And uh, heck, growing up, you know, watching the old Disney shorts, I always liked Donald and Goofy better because they were the ones that were allowed to be funny. And Mickey was just kind of almost the straight man. But as you get older, you learn to appreciate Mickey more and more. Uh, as you get older, you, you appreciate what it was and the, 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 the special brand of humor that is Mickey Mouse and the everyman quality that he has and that little bit of hope and optimism that he kind of brought to everything. And the little hero he is because I always loved the brave little Taylor. That's still still my favorite. Oh, that's, that's I absolutely love it. Story. I got seven and one blow. You know, that's oh, I love it. That's and one I, of my favorites. Yes. Love it. Love it's it. Love like it. It's a misunderstanding. Yes. Which we all have. It's we all so have funny. I think everybody has a misunderstanding. And that's, I think, him and Popeye, as far as old cartoons go, I think I love them because we all kind of get in that situation where they're sweet and yet mischievous because Popeye has a temper. Yeah. But. It's mostly him trying to do the right thing. Yeah. And Mickey's that way. You know, he's trying to do the right thing. But doggone it, you're getting in my way. Don't don't rob me of my happy moments. You're doing <laughs> right. something that's getting in the way of it, doggone yeah. it, you know? And it, or there's a black, it's a black and white one, I think. Maybe not, because I know there was another one, a little bit in the a colored one, a colored episode. But it was um, one where there's a lot of orphans. Like oh, dogs, like, yeah. It's like little mice, maybe some kit, kittens. But I remember that they're trying the to put on a picnic. show. Yeah. Oh yeah, they do the big. That's when they they've also I think they remade it in color later. And in the color, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's or both. same basic story. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember both. I can remember a black and white one where they all look like mice. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, basically it looks like Mortimer and them. <laughs> well, not yeah. Mortimer, but his his nephews. Yeah. I meant whatever their names were. Yeah. Uh, but but then there's another one that I remember where him and Donald are up on the stage, and magician Mickey color. Yeah, yeah. Magi- I love the magician Mickey one too. That's Anything great. that he's kind of with, because Donald's is just an instant foil because he just can't keep his cool, and no, he's just he's, he's just a little smart aleck. That sometimes he just he's asks quack, for quack, it. Quack, and, but and, and you can always see the little cane coming out and pulling him on the neck. Oh yeah. <laughs> the only time I think <laughs> I really quacking. remember Mickey Mouse being the foil of anything is him versus that whirlwind when he's trying to clean up Minnie's yard so he can oh. have a piece of pie or cake or whatever it was. I felt bad And that little whirlwind too. is just raising a ruckus and poor Mickey just yeah. can't seem to win. And then he gets blamed for everything when Minnie comes out and it's like, oh, you want the pie? Splat. Well, that's what it's like to be in a relationship sometimes. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, you get hit in the face. You end up with a little pie on your face. Oh, yes. Yeah, and you get blamed no, for something. Sure. No, that's life. Sometimes yeah. a whirlwind comes in your life, you know, but I love that episode. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. What you want to call them. Uh, and, uh, Maybe there, it's not an episode, but there is an article that they, uh, the Walt Disney Company.com has up where they spoke with Rebecca Klein, who's the current director of the Walt Disney Archives. Uh, and she's got a few different quotes in here. All of the wonderful things that followed in Walt's own career were founded upon the first screening of a simple little mouse whistling his way into the hearts of audiences all over the world. But Mickey is more than just a company mascot, he's a symbol, a work of art. And a beloved everyman, according to Rebecca Klein. And here's another good quote. When asked why Mickey is so popular, Walt once said, when people laugh at Mickey Mouse, it's because he's so human. And that is the secret of his popularity. He struggles with life, as we all do, but uses his innate sense of optimism to overcome all obstacles and has a wonderful time doing so. He's terrifically appealing because of that optimistic, sunny outlook. And that optimism is sorely needed in the times we're living in today. None of that. And that's why we love Mickey. That's I, right. I feel like I said, I feel like I appreciate him more as I get older. And now I've got so many little Mickey Mouse toys. And I've always was more of a Donald up because, you know, poor Donald, though, they, this, the, his theme song has it right. He's get stuck with all of that luck. 
who gets he really does. Lonely. One guess, that's who. And poor Here's I always felt bad for Donald. I, always, I, I related to Donald because I was a temperamental little kid, too. So I'm sure that's not the first time I said it, and it won't be the last. But just like with so many characters, but I believe that Donald, Goofy, and Mickey are much like Kirk, <laughs> yes. Spock, and McCoy. Yes. They are a combination of the three of one person. The three personalities of one person, and you separate those three. But basically, we all have those three basic personalities. That's yeah. the way Mickey, Donald, and Goofy are. That's the way Spock, McCoy, and Kirk are. That's why they're so good together. The three of them are. Yeah, you know, they're we we all have the Kirk in us. We all have the McCoy. And we all have the Spock. And the same with Mickey. Mickey's like Kirk, and uh, you know, tries to be optimistic. Yeah, and. And and McCoy was definitely Donald. By the way, I've drawn yeah. pictures of him. Yeah, McCoy is and, definitely Donald Duck. And, and Goofy, Spock I love had Goofy years. years but <laughs> yeah, and I love it. He's just looking up at us. The funny thing is, now in real life, there's no way Goofy's like serious all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Live long and prosper. <laughs> yeah, it I doesn't quite work up that way. <laughs> Goofy's the great. opposite of logical. <laughs> yeah, but that's what makes it even funnier. Yeah. Think, think about him. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, needs of the meaning outweigh the needs of the goof. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. Great. It just don't one work. One. <laughs> yeah, and some of the still some of my favorite goofy lines is still Mickey's Christmas Carol. Oh, well, I'm, I'm supposed to carry these shoes for all eternity, maybe even longer. Maybe even longer. <laughs> I don't know why. I that has got to be my favorite goofy line. It's, it's the just way funny. I think it's the way he pauses. Yes, it looks it looks awful. Yeah. Like, Wait a minute. <laughs> Oh, did I get that wrong? <laughs> yeah, that and of I course, and the lonesome ghost. And they're like, "Oh, I'm, oh, oh I'm brave, but I'm careful." Careful. Yeah, <laughs> I love. Ain't Goofy. scared so of no great. ghosts. Yeah, I love when the three of them are together. Yes, they, the three they, of them together are like the little... greatest pair, or not pair, but trio. <laughs> trio. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I love. I love that trio. And yeah. uh, that's why I said I, I feel the same way when I. No joke. There's times I'm watching um, Spock. M- M- McCoy and Kirk walking together on the show of Star Trek, and I'm thinking, there they are, there they are, and, and I'll even see them kind of half sneak. I'm like, there it is, the lonesome ghost. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. like, there it is. It's a lonesome ghost. I love it. Yeah, there's one. There's a great episode where where they go back in time. Uh, it's a great episode, except that McCoy kind of gets when they go through this whole time thing. McCoy kind of goes ahead of them somehow through time. And he gets lost in there, and he sees this girl kind of falls for her. Anyway, the whole point of all this is that when they when it happens, they go through that little time portal thing. It reminds me so much of uh, Mickey, Donald, and Goofy going into the mirror, mirror, ah. yeah, that whole mirror thing. And I, so there's so much connection between them. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, that's one of the things is I, like five years ago, I remember, I mean, with the, the 90th anniversary of Mickey and there was a little bit of Minnie. I did find something to Minnie at one point, yes. but they had like all the little miniature Mickeys, which I have. Well, they're not on this wall now. I've moved them downstairs because I got I was trying to make more room for my new He-Man figures coming in, which they're starting to come in. But I've got, I collected a lot of those little 90th anniversary Mickeys. I haven't seen if there's a 95th anniversary Mickey set of toys, but I know when we hit 100 years of Mickey Mouse, oh, they're going to have to go flipping ballistic with some new stuff. Uh, so, and of course, I'll have to find a way to collect it all. You give me an idea though, Jeremy. I know I, I, I put his outfit on Mickey before, but now you're, you're making me want to draw he Mick. He Mick. He-Man with Mickey Mouse ears, you know. Yeah. <laughs> put some buttons on his on his fur universe. trunks <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right well i took a toy of mickey you remember i i, did, I showed you that picture i took a toy of mickey and i t- put 
He-Man sword in his hand, and I oh, put the my little goodness. Yeah. vest on yeah. him. And he was sitting on Battle Cat. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, what would be great about that is if it was Pluto. Yeah. <laughs> or or if it was, uh, you know what would be even greater? Instead of Battle Cat, if you had Shere Khan. To help explain what he's talking about, and you can find these on Amazon, they have for the 100 years of the Walt Disney Company, they did a really neat little set of Mickey and Minnie. They're about, uh, I'd say, probably about six to seven inches tall. Uh, And pretty inexpensive, I thought, for the set. And they got different hands and different heads that you can swap out in little stands. So, really, I I definitely recommended it. Uh, I I love having them uh, down there in my Disney room. And it's my favorite version of Mickey, which is the white face with the black eyes. that the classic oval black eyes and yeah I, that's my favorite version for me personally yeah because my favorite mickey is the uh what is it called the parade in the park no the uh, band concert mickey. yep band concert i get that for some reason i get that confused i love that and i love the one you were talking about with the giant mm-hmm. and uh brave little taylor brave little taylor and i but those classic ones are just outstanding yeah this is not to say i don't love any of the others i do but there was something about that time that everything was just starting to get perfectly done. Yeah. And even when they had some scary adventures, like, uh, did you see the, mm-hmm. uh, um, I forgot what it's called. It's, it might be just called the mad doctor where he has oh, this nightmare like about that. Pluto being taken away. And that's, it's, there's some brilliant 3d style, almost animation when Mickey's walking through this like haunted chamber and the way, the way everything moves is it looks like a first person shooter that we would play now. Yeah, they did a good job. It's amazing. The thing about, the thing about that time frame that I was talking about with Mickey like that, what I like is where they started going into the color cartoons. Yeah. It was getting into the color and everything. They weren't black and white anymore. They they didn't stay in that black and white. It was just going over to color, but it wasn't all over the place. It was like there was some color, but it was still kind of faded compared to today's color. Yeah. You know, it was kind of like it somewhere in between. pretty early in the technology, but they used oh, it well. Yeah. They used it very they, well. Really well. I also like the one where he did kind of the Wonderland Whatever that was called. Was it Mickey in Wonderland or something like that? Where he looked into the mirror? Uh, that was um, Through the Looking Glass. Through I love that glass. one too. And it's mainly just song and dance stuff. But it's so brilliant. It is fantastic. They, they, one thing about Disney was they were so ab- uh, above and beyond and over the edge and, and above before anyone else could get some of that stuff done. Like I, To this day, I, I, it amazes me because they didn't have computers. Yeah. And, and some of their stuff... Out does what they do with computers. Yeah, I it's think amazing so. To me. Yeah, it, it's amazing because when he broke the glass on that one, and you know he ding, and I don't know. There's a certain things they could do that just look so good. Yeah, I, I, to, you have to understand, folks. I love to draw, and I still try to capture a few people's things. I try to capture Disney's uh, wonderment. I love some of the Looney Tunes um, quirkiness. I love the Hanna Barbera style of of joy and laughter, and so there's. But Disney would always be for me the top. Yeah, because I mean, much as I love Bugs Bunny, I tell you what, oh, I, I love that I got to grow up and be able to also see Disney shorts on the Disney Channel. Oh, me too. And so, uh, you know, those of you with children, uh, if you have Disney Plus, I recommend sitting down with your kids. Let them watch some of those. The few Mickey Mouse shorts that are on there, sit and watch Mm. those because I bet your kids are going to love those. Yes. And uh, they are re-releasing some collections. Uh, The only thing is like the the one of the the collections they started to put out, it had most of the stuff was already released when they had that 90th anniversary of Mickey Mouse. So most of the, the, when they release these, I look and like, I have all of these and I'm not for the price. I'm only getting the Maybe one new one. Yeah. But part of me, I'm still tempted to do it just because I want, I, like I would love to be able to watch all of that. 
but I like to get them, but I yeah. wish they just I wish they'd do it in a uh, what do you call it? Well, they need to re-release those old treasures. Sets. Yes, I'd like to do them in a yeah in a schedule. Like I mean, not yeah. schedule. What I'm trying to say in con- whenever they brought them out, like in the order, put them in a chronological order. Yeah, chronological which like those old Disney treasury it. sets did, and you know they I would love for, for them to re-release those or at least put all of that content on Disney Plus so we could sit and watch yes. it. But I, that that's one of the, that's one of the things I think Looney Tunes did have a bit of an advantage for a long time in my childhood is you could go everywhere and see a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Every but, Saturday morning, yeah, it was on there for twenty something. Disney 30 years waited too long before, like House of Mouse, where they. But although House of Mouse didn't show too many of the old ones, but you know, but they no, did show some good some. stuff. Yeah, uh, well, Disney should have should have made sure they had the shorts in a presence for most people to get a hold of because most people were missing special, out. But the problem with being special is if you're if basically it's like if you're not around. People will forget you. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like you were even talking uh, in church, you know, the little girl, she knows Mickey Mouse, but I bet she's never seen like an old classic Mickey Mouse cartoon. Luckily on YouTube, but everybody still knows him. Yeah. 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 Because he's everywhere on sale and, you know, for sale and everywhere else. So everybody knows who he is. Yeah. But he needs to be known for the classic work that Disney animators did back in the past. But I really got to wrap this up. Because it's sure. nine and o'clock, and, Sorry, pal. Uh, so <laughs> we got to wrap this up. I'm hungry. I'm tired, and I want to go to bed. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and particularly, I want to eat first and do it in that order. Anyway, oh, yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah. So you know, Mickey Mouse, of course, had a great impact. But uh, we want to, of course, remind you if you go to NeverlandPodcast.com. Although I think the logo is going to be changing very soon. Uh, Daniel's been talking about it, but my podcast reviews is what it is currently. You'll find a logo for that. You'll also find a logo for Dub- for Dubby. If you happen to have a podcast, my podcast reviews for a very low fee. You can get, uh, amongst other things, you can get all of your reviews sent to your your email inbox. And because what you might not know when you're on iTunes is you don't get all your international reviews. You're only going to get to see your region. And so if you want to see other reviews you get from around the world. Plus, it also gives me convenient links that you can find on NeverlandPodcast.com to leave reviews. Uh, there's convenient links right in there. And, you know, you can click in there and leave me a review. Uh, we want to, of course, remember to thank Karen Kennedy, Ricky Pope of Christian Nerds Unite, and Darren Wilhite of the Wilhite and Wall Show for their help in making the introduction to the show. Don't forget to email us, podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. Find us on Twitter, NeverlandPCast, Facebook at NeverlandPodcast. You know, I've been working on updating that. Uh, I don't know that I've actually changed the Facebook.com website but i've i've changed things that no one now it is just the fandom nexus because we are we're turning a corner here uh there's still gonna be some elements of neverland that are never gonna go away i am still the spider pan uh i still am head lost boy around here uh so that's still gonna be there and of course we do have a facebook group as well um which one of them i think i was able to change the name of but not the other one and i don't know if it necessarily changed what the web address would have been um i'll have to check on that and need to maybe update my notes on it but you can find us we are the basically the fandom nexus and i will make sure of course i need to up the, update those links on the website if you go to everlandpodcast.com and keep a lookout because i do plan on trying to see if i can get the domain i shouldn't be saying this because somebody will go and snatch up the domain and then make me try to pay extra to get it from them but i <laughs> but i want to get another domain that will it'll take you over Neverland podcast, but it'll be more of the, the current show. I just shouldn't say it. Although I think I started it earlier in the show. 
But uh, yeah, so I am going to work on that, but I, I, it takes some money to, to purchase an additional domain and have it link over. And then maybe I should get an email address that actually has that other one. But changes there are a coming. I'm trying to make sure we have a title of this podcast that people understand what the show is more about because they hear Neverland. And because uh, I even was having a conversation amongst the Christian podcasters Facebook group that I'm part of. Uh, and we were talking about trying to come up with a good name for your podcast and you because you want to make sure you can communicate what your show is about. I said, I, I'm actually wrestling with that because... I said, well, here's the title of the show. What do you end up thinking about? And people said, like, Michael Jackson? Because Neverland. Yeah, because. Or it's a Peter Pan show. Or, uh, you know, and and back when we were doing a Disney show, it did fit. Because even when I wasn't trying to be a Disney show at first, people were associating it more with Disney because of the Peter Pan. Everybody, The most people's Peter Pan, they always are going to look at the Disney version. You know, because that is, I mean, that's iconic. I kept it was a peanut butter show. I kept thinking it was a peanut butter show. Peter Pan, peanut butter. So, oh, my (laughs) goodness. My Google Calendar that they... They got the scheduling wrong for some of the uh, Chiefs games, and it just popped up thinking that the the Raiders Chiefs game was going to be at nine twenty five at night. That's wrong. Uh, let me dismiss that. So <laughs> that's a weird thing to have pop up on my screen. That game actually is already over, and the Chiefs managed to win. Although I thought they were going to blow it, but anyways, a different thing. Uh, and let's just go ahead and wrap this up. And don't forget, you'll find a Patreon link on NeverlandPodcast.com. But if you haven't, and just want to go to Patreon.com slash NeverlandPodcast, you can become a patron right there, and then you can get an ad free version of the show. But until then, get lost. In an adventure! Oh, well, I guess our timing wasn't together. Normally, well, you I would jump on the gun. I was going to, but is on five or five then go? So I'll do oh. the whole lethal weapon thing now. <laughs> <laughs> was it five or was it on five? You know, now I feel like we're in that, that bit of clue. Does he mean that no one is in the house or he doesn't know that he knows that no one's in the south? Well, that's what he says, but does he know? You know, well, that's what he said. <laughs> well, that's what he said. Well, that's what uh, I heard. Okay. That's what I heard. <laughs> all right. We'll see all right. y'all next time. And pals. sooner Have than you time. think. I got to edit together, but I've already recorded what's going to be the next episode. I might release it sooner than you expect this week. Because I feel like I fell behind this holiday week, but never, never, man. Kicking off season 11 next time on the Fandom Nexus.